Hey everyone, welcome to the Healthy Living with Hoot podcast, where we will bring you some of the most incredible guests and content anywhere. We hope by the end of the show that you feel like you've been inspired, motivated, and that we've added value to your life so that you can be the best version of yourself. So whether you're cooking, cleaning, exercising, or driving, let's do this together in the Healthy Living with Hoot podcast. All right, let's rock and roll. We're so we're so honored to welcome on this first day of Gynecological Cancer Awareness Month as a part of our 50th anniversary of Title IX Celebration Series, co-founder of DeCoSign Podcast from Columbia, South Carolina, Leroy Hall. She's known for her epic TikTok lives where she's nearly at 1 million followers, where she is the Eminem and Harry Mack of freestyle, motivational, inspirational, and educational speaking, known for being extremely raw, uncut, and uncensored, which in 2017 made people fall in love with her boldness to speak freely on relationships, religion, and family, usually from her car. You can find her at LeroyHall.com, where she has a No More Tears event coming up on September 10th in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. You have to check out her t-shirts on her website as well, which are lit where one of them reads, I'd rather be at peace alone than to be in pieces connected to the wrong people. She's an author and has an audio book on her website. She's a life coach, and I can tell you this. I'm so honored that she's taking time out of her busy-ass schedule to join my ass today on my podcast, Healthy Living with Hoot, and FYI, Follow Your Intuition. Oh, my goodness. When I first saw her, I was like, I got to have her on my show. You can find her on Instagram at either she King underscore apparel or street poet underscore 1125. She has nearly a million followers on TikTok. You can also find her at street poet underscore 1125 on Facebook and facebook.com backslash most wanted dot street, where she has nearly a quarter of a million followers. And on her personal Facebook page, facebook.com backslash Leroy Hall street poet, all one word. And then finally, you can subscribe on Patreon for $10 a month. Man, you can go to her link tree basically for all that stuff. Just go to L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E. That's link tree. Link tree, but there's a period before the E and the E in link tree and then backslash street poet. Boom. Boom. <laughs> when I saw you, I was like, man, if she would come on the, on the podcast, it would be amazing and so honored and humbled that you're joining us today. No problem. No problem at all. So um, tell us, because in 2017, some things changed. But, you know, mm -hmm. with a lot of my sports deli athletes that I've had, I've had Hall of Famers on the show. You know, I've had a lot of historic women from the WNBA. I've had, I've had a lot of amazing queens as mm -hmm. a part of our 50th anniversary of Title IX Celebration Series. And I always like to ask about people's upbringing because from a fashion standpoint, from a music standpoint, just from being in your neighborhood, you know, and your friends and family, coaches, you know, it shapes who we are. Right. And so tell me a little bit about what it was like, you know, being Leroy Hall in, in South Carolina growing up. Um, you know what? It was, it was, it was a, a trying time. You yeah. know, um, I'm very transparent about my upbringing and uh, some of the struggles that I had to go through. Um, of course, my mom wasn't really around like that. She was alive, but just not really involved in my life. Uh, my dad was in jail most of my life. Um, my sisters and brothers decided to to follow that suit. So even with it being a large amount of sisters and brothers, um, everybody decided that they wanted to follow in the uh, same steps of, you know, going to jail, selling drugs, doing the most and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And um, I've always been intrigued by church. You know, uh, I've always been the the black sheep of everybody. I've always wanted to go to church. I always wanted to uh, be a good person. You know, I, I saw the effects of what it was when you were on drugs and being the person that sells them and all of that. I saw that at a very young age, you know what I'm saying, from, um, you know, different molestation uh, situations, you know, with cousins and everybody else, um, rape and um, just, just a little bit of everything. If you name it, I probably already seen it and had to live through it. Uh, by the time that I got about 
15 and a half, almost 16, I got a fake ID and I actually left Rock Hill altogether and went and enrolled myself into a boarding school here in Columbia, wow. South Carolina, which is called Willow Gray Opportunity School for at, at risk youth. Mm-hmm. Um, I stayed there. Um, I, I enrolled myself there because uh, I knew that I would have room and board. You know, and I would I would have food and I would have adult supervision, which even um, even as a child being 16, I know it's kind of a little bit different because every 16 year old wants that freedom. I didn't. I wanted to be able to go to church in peace. I wanted to be able to get my education. And I knew that the environment that I was in, that I would never be able to get that accomplished. So um I enrolled myself in with a fake ID and I actually passed the exam within two or three weeks. I had my GED Amazing. and um from that point forward, I was working, man. Um, when By the time the dean of the school realized what was going on, it was just like, we're not going to send her back. You know, she's already done what she wow. needed to do. So I started working. Um, she allowed me to stay on campus and I just continued to work and, you know, build up my money. And um, I continued. I went on to the college, you know what I'm saying? That was over there. And it was like a community college type yep. of deal. Um And I just focused on my growth and my development from that point forward. I realized at an early age that I could change my whole entire life by simply changing my mind. Oh, man. (laughs) Boy, I got to let that breathe for a minute. There's a lot to unpack (laughs) there. Wow, that is. I mean, yeah, that is to to, to be an old soul is one thing, but to be wise beyond your years is something completely different. And to act on it. um you know, in, in a way that was completely polar opposite of your family mm-hmm. uh, is amazing. And so, you know, when you talk about um, things that resonate with you, you know, mm-hmm. like like the church and spirituality, and that's right. a big, big part of what you like to talk about. Oh, yeah. Um, for sure. What do you say to people like me who are more spiritual and less religious and think that the Bible is just just a story? Uh, and not to um, minimize it, but, you know, just mm-hmm. to say, hey, because I believe in invisible things, too. Right. God's right, invisible, right, right. but not invisible. And, right. you know, it, it's spiritually we we see a lot of invisible things, love, mm-hmm. you know, uh, hope, you know, there's right. a lot of things that are invisible. So what, what do you say to people that, you know, are more spiritual versus religious? Um, I would say that I agree, um, um, even though I'm faith based and I, I, I very much believe in God. I believe in, you know, what I'm saying it. I believe in the Bible and things like that. But I also know that the Bible is like probably one of the best self-help books um, ever wow. created. You know, for me, I don't read the book and automatically, you know, jump into like, oh, it's somebody that's walking around in the belly of the whale or walking on water or these different things. I look at these stories and I understand that that's how strong your faith have to be. That's how, you know, I, I look at it from a different angle. So a lot of times when I am talking to people that feel that way, we're able to have good intellectual conversation because I understand exactly where they're coming from. You know, I'm a realist as well. And, you know, when we're talking about the Bible, I'm talking about being persistent, being hungry, having faith, having hope and understanding that, you know, there is a power, a supernatural power that's out there, you know, that's bigger than us. Yeah, that's that's amazing because, you know, I've I've felt, you know, just like if you have tension in a room, you can feel the tension, right? It's the same kind of thing. Like you can feel right, the right. love, you can feel the connectedness, right? And and the goal mm-hmm. is to change your vibration. And right. we'll, get, we'll get into that a little bit, right? And your energetic self, because um, if you are around low-level vibrational people, Oof. it will suck the life out of you. And I know that's- It'll pull that, you right down it, with it, them. It'll, it'll suck the life out of you. Yeah, exactly. So- um, so you, you, you have that experience and mm-hmm. you have the support of the administration, even though they find out and you go to community yeah. college, which I did as well. So that's, that's amazing. I mean, it taught me a lot about how to see the world and, you know, how right. to take that next step. So exactly. what, what was What was the next step after that? You just worked and saved and just did, you know, normal sort of societal things, or you're still yeah. working on yourself. You know, um, it's this thing called life, man. And, uh, even though you work your hardest and uh, you try to go against uh, all the teaching, all the bad behavior and the things from your family, you know, um, 
back then I was, I didn't have the mentality all the way like how I am now. I, I knew what I wanted, but I was still a child. Um, so actually, even though I had went through the process, was working, was, you know, living my, what I considered at that moment, a way better life than the life that I had in Rock Hill, um, I was tricked by my sister to come back to Rock Hill um, to go to court with her. And um, never once did she ever tell me that she was going to uh, court and she knew she was going to jail. Um, I just thought that I was going there as a support system. I went to court with her and I instantly became a parent to her at the time month and a half almost two month old baby so I had to give up my life in Columbia stay in Rock Hill to take care of her child while she was locked up for about three or four years um and you know it was a part of me that was upset about it it was a part of me that was very resentful um concerning it but at the end of the day um I, I did what I needed to do. Uh, when I went back to Rock Hill, um, I still got back in church. Um, I started to study uh, spiritual warfare and um, I took care of my niece until my sister got out of jail. And when she got out of jail, of course, you know, she got her child back. But by that time, I was already in a different a different mind space, a different head space. I had my own son um, at that time. So I was, you know, being busy being a mom and really just just living, just living life and, mm -hmm. and trying to figure things out. But the thing about it was, it was like, even though I was in that environment, I wasn't allowing that environment to consume me. I still mm -hmm. knew that it was something bigger and something better mm -hmm. for me. And I wanted that. Man, that's powerful because you can feel that you just don't know how to navigate that space if you don't have the right tools in your toolbox. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that's and that's where I was. I was there. I was there in that in that place for um, a couple of years, actually. You know, it wow. was it, it was just like you say, you know, you know where you want to go, but you just don't know how to get there just yet. And you have that inner resiliency, like you and I are very similar that way. We're like, no, get out of my face, you know, like, right. <laughs> Like, don't. And, but other people commit suicide. Other people make bad choices, you know, if they don't have that inner resiliency. So that is a gift, whether you believe it's from God or not. That is part of our makeup. And that's the reason why we were able to probably navigate some of our difficult uh, childhood spaces. You know, I had six dads. Oh. My dad killed himself. You know, there's there's things that everyone has to go through and has a story. Right. And you either use it as, as your superpower once you get a few tools in your toolbox or become mm -hmm. your kryptonite. And exactly. so that's what obviously it became is your superpower. So oh, yeah. where, 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 when did you feel like you were in a, a place emotionally and mentally that there was a shift going on uh, where you were like, I got an idea about what I want to start to do now. Uh, it took me a, a while, but um, you know, it wasn't 2017 mm -hmm. because that's a, there, there's a big gap between yes. sister, sister getting out of jail and then 2017. Right. Yeah. My, well, all of this stuff happened. I, like I said, I was around 15, 16 right. years old. Uh, by the time I was like 20, I was heavily invested in church. I mean, I right. was in church for probably like six days a week. I was, mm -hmm. um, the time that I was from 20 to about 25, I had a Ford Escort and I donated all of my time when I wasn't working at my job. I would use that Ford Escort and I had about a hundred little girls that was in the neighborhood, like all over the place. Mm -hmm. And um, and it's crazy because we got this newspaper that's called the Herald and Rock Hill. Uh, they came out and they were doing news articles, running ads and all kind of stuff because I was running this Escort and I was traveling with a hundred little girls making multiple trips because I was teaching them praise, dance, step, mime, um, all different types of, uh, of things and keeping them heavenly involved in the church and wow. teaching them that, you know, the environment that they were brought up in did not have to consume them, that they did not have to be a part of that. Um, all of my girls, man, they graduated with no children, no, no teen moms. Every uh, matter of fact, three of them right now are ministers. And um, it was just amazing. It was an amazing thing. So I spent majority of my time working with my girls, trying to show them the same thing that I do right now on social media with trying to teach people that, you know, you can come back from anything and that no matter how dark your wilderness may be or how hard those trials and tribulations are, that if you stay focused and you stay persistent and you wake up every day and you make this thing about you, you know, everything that I do is intentional. I do it on purpose. I love myself on purpose. I show up for my 
myself on purpose. And these are things that I was instilling in these mm-hmm. kids way before I even had the platform of being a motivational speaker or a life coach or anything. I was just saying and doing what I felt like was right, you know, and I was just mm-hmm. trying to be the adult to them that I wish that I had when I was a child. Right. So it was, that's what I was doing. And then come around 2017 and, um, was going through some hardships in life. And uh, at that moment, I was just like, I got on Facebook and I dropped a video when it was basically like, it was a mixture of things, okay? It was a mixture, all right? So it was kind of, it was straight trenches, out of the mud. It was real gutter. It was real like raw. It was uncut. Like it was just, boom, I'm going to put it all out on the table. And that's what I gave them. But at the same time, you could tell throughout the video, I watched it three times, like back to back, because to me, it was still unreal. It was like, it still was mixed up with everything that was in me spiritually, like how I, the the church and the prayers and everything, you could tell like it was something going on there. And um, I dropped the video really talking about how I felt and how Mm. you treat people and how you respect people. And I went to sleep. I wasn't thinking about anything. I woke up and it was like at 6 million in less than 24 hours. And I was like, wait, what? And, um, from that point forward, it was like every day that I woke up, everybody was on my page and it was like, drop another video, drop another video, drop another video. Wow. And I just started making videos every day since then. <laughs> Man, that is, if that's not a testament to just be your authentic self. That's it. Be vulnerable and and uh, have the courage to take that first step, even mm-hmm. if it's on a short pier. That's uh, it man wow that <laughs> so do some of those girls still uh stay in touch with you and and thank you for oh, yeah. steering them down the right path for sure um a lot of them still follow them. they follow me on my facebook pages um mm. they were at one point they were doing um the ones that are ministers they was doing um a little podcast on facebook and i'll pop in um onto their podcast see i'm real selective about who i work with right, right. and um I, I get invited to do a lot of shows i just don't do sure. them you know, and uh, is I don't know. It's it's just I'm, I'm I I like good energy. I like to be able to one. I want to feel welcome. I want to feel that type of a vibe. You know, from right. that individual. And um, so I'll pop in on them every now and again and see what they got going on or whatever. Or they'll hit me up or you know what I'm saying send me a message or something just to check on me. Um, but yeah, so you know to answer your question, yeah, I do keep in contact with them. Man, you were life coaching before you even knew what life coaching was. That's right. <laughs> Man, you were mentoring yes. them, life coaching yes. them, coaching them, and representation. We talk about that on the show so often. Whether mm-hmm. I've had Will Catlett on the show, my former player who's a star in Hollywood now, you know, an amazing gentleman of color, or Antoine Washington, who is an artist in Cleveland, who mm-hmm. we mobilized to try and get internet for the kids who didn't have internet in freaking Cleveland, Ohio during the pandemic so that we uh-huh. can bridge, bridge this gap you know, of systemic racism that still goes on in this country in different forms, whether it's healthcare or, you know, technologically speaking or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And so to see someone like you, because coaches impacted me profoundly, you know, uh, and I had them of all shapes and sizes, uh, colors, and, you know, man, they probably are just now realizing how much that experience with you uh, probably changed their life forever. Oh yeah. Some, some of them, um, some of them have. And, um, even back in the day that, you know, some of them already kind of knew they were just like, you know, if it wasn't for you, you know, taking that time out with us to work with us, to pick us up, you know, we would probably be like, you know, like the statistics, we probably would have children. We probably would have, you know, been dead or in the grave or, you know, saying laid up in the hospital and all these different things. But, you know, I always tell people, no matter what it is, another person give you, see, I can come and I can tell you all these different things, but still give yourself credit for making the choice. You decided that you wanted something better for your life. You decided to work on it. You decided to put your energy and your effort into that. So it's okay for you to give me my flowers. Understand I do everything out of love and I appreciate the flowers, but also pat your back as well. Salute yourself as well, because guess what? You had to do the work. Yeah, it's interesting you talked about the love because I had Dr. Mm -hmm. Russell Kennedy on the show. 
And so he's the anxiety doctor. Okay. And so uh, he was on my, you know, Healthy Living with Hoot podcast. His dad was bipolar. His dad was uh, schizophrenic and his dad killed himself. And so for 30 years as a neuroscientist, a real doctor, right? People, you know, Western of Western medicine, uh, he had anxiety 10 out of 10. And mm-hmm. so my mom's a psychotherapist and she has been for over 40 years. And so a lot of people get caught in this, um, you know, narrative of cognitive therapies. And so I'm interested to hear your opinion about this because Dr. Kennedy came on and he's like very big into somatic therapy. You know, his wife's mm-hmm. a somatic therapist and he believes that your trauma, your childhood trauma, right? Because you talk a lot about that. And right. you, have to, you have to get in touch with those childhood traumas and those right. wounds. Otherwise, you really cannot be the best version of yourself because he always talks about the amygdala. It doesn't have any type of expiration date. And whatever trauma was there, it's still there, but it's somewhere in your body physically. So for me, it was always on my shoulders. So I would have this... I would have this twilight feeling as if I was given a partial drug during a surgery, but I was half awake, half asleep. And I Mm -hmm. felt like I had 400 pounds on my shoulders. Literally, I was conscious. I knew I wasn't in danger, but I felt like because of my distorted thinking that Mm -hmm. I was in danger. And, you know, you talk about this a lot, but in your way as, you know, a spiritual, you know, uh, person who, you know, uh, helps people to think differently. Uh Uh-huh. And so I just wondered what your thought was on that, if you've ever heard of that, because I never thought of it either until I had him on my show and I listened to him like I listened to you. Uh-huh. And it's fascinating to think about how you have to sit in your shit, basically. And we always think of, you know, admitting it is the first step. And we're right. talking about between the ears and above the eyebrows, but he talks about it physically. Anyways, his book is unbelievable. I've never read a book like that. I've read a lot of books or listened to mm-hmm. a lot of books in this case. And so anyways, anyone that's listening on your end or my end, I, I challenge you to, to take different perspectives and see what resonates with you to help you deal with your childhood trauma, because that is going to impact you for the rest of your life if you don't get in touch with it one way or the other, right? For right. some people, it can be cognitive. Some people it can be the way that he's explaining, and it resonated with me right away. And I have Crohn's disease, right? Mm-hmm. This is a long-winded question, but it's important because I want to give you a framework, you know, to be yes. able to answer it because it's sort of a different, you know, perspective up the same mountain. Yeah, exactly. definitely. Yeah. And so I have had Crohn's my whole life, right? And about 23 years ago, I went to therapy and I did a lot of the somatic stuff. And mm-hmm. I've been asymptomatic from my Crohn's disease since then. And there's a correlation between trauma and physical symptomologies. They've done studies on this. So I was like listening to him, going to ask him one question. And all of a sudden I'm like, fuck, like that's why my Crohn's shit has been asymptomatic and gone for the last 20 some odd years because I dealt with my shit. And so Mm -hmm. if you don't think a lot of the physical problems that we go through, the headaches and the stomach aches and the back pains and feeling a lack of support literally in the back doesn't impact you because of your childhood trauma. Like I believe in that wholeheartedly. I just never heard someone talk about it, especially a dude a traditional doctor who's pushing back against traditional doctors and cognitive therapies. So anyways, very interesting. So I just wonder what your thoughts were on that about, you know, feeling physically, basically your trauma and it triggering all the time. And so Mm -hmm. maybe just a different angle. Right. I think that, um, in that situation, I've never, you're absolutely right. I never really um, heard anybody. I've never been asked that question. And um, I, I don't think anybody have ever spoke about it, you know, in my right. presence or any of the seminars that I've um, attended. But one of the things that I will say is this, um, do your past matter? I do feel as though the things that you've gone through in your past, I do feel like they matter. You know what I'm saying? I feel like, you know, when we go through certain things in life, we're going through those things um, and we're being taught different lessons in those situations. Yes, I do feel like you can wear it, you know, in other parts of your body, headaches, you know what I'm saying, chest pains, um, and all of that. But I think that what we refer to it more of um, over around me is like stress, 
you know, you, right. you start to feel that stress, you start to feel that anxiousness, that panic attacks and whatnot. When people say things, you know, that's triggering or that brings back the remembrance of certain things that have happened to you in your past, you know, or you are all of a sudden, you know, they'll say something or do something and all of a sudden you're offended by it. And it's not so much, it's not even that they said it to you in a uh, negative way or a malicious way. They were just right. simply speaking, but because you've experienced that, you right. automatically, you know, you clam up or you become offensive. So I do believe that it does have an impact on your life. However, I am one to be also believe that your past do not define the person that oh, you absolutely. are. Um, I feel like no matter what type of situation that you're in and no matter what your experience are in life, um, I think that everything to me, and like I said, this is just me. I tell people it's an expiration date. You got to let that hurt go. You know, you can't hold on to things that went on with you in your yesteryears and think that everybody else is supposed to dance around it or to accept you and your BS and just be okay with the fact like at one point or another, you got to get up. You got to dust yourself off. You got to understand that you still got some skin in this game. If you spend the rest of your life focusing on things that happened to you, you know, 15 and 20 and 500 years ago, then you're going to all always be in that stuck stagnant state. I'm all about growth. I'm all about development. Right. I'm all about feeling what you got to feel in that moment, go through all those emotions and let it go. I don't like to hoard or hold on to anything yeah. negative. You know, have I had some unfortunate things happen? Of course I did. You know, was I left? Was I abandoned? You know, was I treated poorly? Was I beaten? Yes. You know, I was I was nine or 10 years old walking around with cocaine in my vagina because this is what my dad told me to do. I need you to carry this for me. This is a person that's supposed to protect me. You know, I, 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 I knew at 11 and 12 years old, I knew how to cut up marijuana, bag it, weigh it. I knew all of that. But it's up to you how you decide to live your life is up to you to make that decision to say, do I want to stay this way or do I want to change? I know what happened to me in my past, but me dwelling there, it won't help me in the future. It won't give me the joy and the peace and the sanity that I deserve right now. I look at my past, I'm going to give you, I'm going to be really, really honest with you. And this is the first time that I've ever said this. Right now, I look at my past friend, and all the things that I experience, and I look at the love that I'm being shown right now, being able to basically be monetized on every platform. You know, I'm, I'm traveling all over the world and I'm doing motivational speaking and it's on somebody else's dime. I feel like the light, and I, I don't work a full-time job. I dedicated my life to motivational speaking and life coaching. I walked away from 23 years in warehouse as a shipping and receiving manager, good money to do what I'm doing right now. So every opportunity, every yes that I get, every door that's open to me, that's payback for every tear, for every blood, sweat, whatever I had to go through, all of this, I earned this. So I wake up every day with that mentality that everything that I'm getting right now, I earned this. I paid for it with tears. I paid for it through betrayal. I paid for it through those letdowns. And I utilize everything that happened to me. And I utilize it as stepping stones to keep going, to be able to have different conversations with different people and them understand this ain't something that I read in a book. I'm giving you hard, not life. I'm giving you real life experiences. I'm showing you that if you change your mind, you can change your life. And that's how I live. I just don't do well back there. <clears throat> how long did it take you? Do you feel like, because when you motivate people with your uh, incredible speeches uh, and discourse with people, because people will listen to you and they'll be like, yeah, I'm fired up today. I'm ready. And mm -hmm. then, and then they get triggered again an hour later. Mm -hmm. And so what, what are the non-negotiables? What are the tools that you really feel like for someone starting out like you who dealt with mm -hmm. one of those things, let alone all of them right? to be a better version of themselves? Because I don't want to oversimplify this and I don't want to mm -hmm. trigger anybody either, 
but right. it take it takes time if you're gonna oh, yes. if you're gonna be committed on a daily basis to trying oh, yeah. to be the best version of yourself. It's not something you can just say I'm gonna I'm gonna outthink this. Right, you're gonna get triggered there's, constantly. Yeah, there's no there's no outthinking it, and that's a really good question that you're asking. Um, for the month of August, I just did a full. 31 day class every single day on TikTok. We were live um, from 11 to 12 and it was called Project Me, right? Mm -hmm. And with Project Me, what I was teaching them is that if, you know, it's one thing to have that fire lit inside of you, right? So I can come on here on Monday and I can light the fire in you. But when I get off Monday, if I don't come back to the following week, that's 167. Are you going to let your fire die out? Right. That's 167 hours by yourself. Exactly. So what I what I was teaching them was good self-care. Practicing good self-care is taking logs and adding to that fire. You, if you don't add paper, if you don't add wood, if you don't add something that is flammable to that fire, it's going to go out. So you got to wake up every single day and you got to wake up with that same mentality, that same drive, that same passion, that same aggression. You got to, you got to literally become obsessed with the process, just right. like you are with the finished product. You got to understand that Absolutely. nothing happens overnight. You didn't get into this situation overnight. This is years on years of built up stuff. So in order for you to unpack it, in order for you to get to that next level, you got to wake up every day and you got to work at it every single day. And I was just telling them on the days when you don't feel like it, <laughs> those are the days you work the hardest. Right. Did you do this in the warehouse too? <laughs> uh, you know what? It, it, I just it's had a funny. picture in my mind that you were in this warehouse for 23 years doing this yeah. all the time and like became a legend in the warehouse. <laughs> Man, you know what? I was in the warehouse and um and oh, I did shit. for the younger the younger people Man. that would come into the the warehouse and uh they would be there and they would be working and whatnot, you know, I would have conversation conversations with them all the time about, mm. you know, where do they see themselves at in a few years from now, you know, because I'm a strong believer in goal setting as well. I feel right. like if you don't have any goals set, I think that you're just swinging at the air. You just, you know, coasting by through life. Like as long as I as long as this working, then I'm gonna continue to work it and it's not any real progress. Right. Because, you know, you can live, but you're just living, but thriving is something different. So generational trauma, um, mm -hmm. especially with the stuff that you're talking about, do you find pushback with people of color? Because it's just something that they, they don't normally talk about, either trauma, therapy, um, yeah. you get roasted for it or you're mentally something's wrong with you. Because I think it's important when people of color listen to this, they see it from your perspective. And when white people listen, they may hear it from me, even though we're saying the same thing. And that's just the reality of the situation. But, but how do people of color take not just the, the preachy motivational part, but when yeah. you actually are like, you either better get someone in your life that can help be a bridge, a professional, or mm -hmm. these goals, or you have to look internally at yourself in a way that maybe you never did before. And it doesn't mean you're a bad person and your yeah. past doesn't define you, but you have to, you have to look at yourself. Otherwise you, you can't take that next step. For me, you know, and the African-American community, um, I have nothing but love and support. Um, and that's how I know that I'm walking in my purpose. Um, what was amazing to me, and it's crazy that you asked me that, is because I was just saying this yesterday. What's amazing to me is that um, initially I thought that my my um, my audience was you know, majority African-American is African-American, but the more that I travel and do in-person speakings and the more that um, I'm doing life coaching, it's not, you but know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's honestly, it's like, even I have the love that I receive from all over the world. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's mind blowing. Like, you know, it's people from all walks of life. I mean, I even have some people that are, you know, brought up in church and this is like beyond churchy. That's like, you know what? Mm -hmm. I was extremely homophobic. And then I started following you. And now that wow. I follow you, I become less concerned with the, the messenger and I'm just tuned into the message. I have people that are in the LGBT community that comes to me and they like, I thank God that my mom found you. It oh. is just like, 
Wow. She struggled with me being this way, but now that she sees you and she see that our lifestyle has more to offer them just what is paraded online as far as the sexual acts and being perverted and doing this, it's like she see you and she's looking at me different now, treating me different now. And for Why? me, I just... What, 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 what's the message to people that are racist or homophobic that resonates think, without shoving it down their throat? Right. A lot of times, a lot of times I think that, you know, we look at people and we automatically, we just judge them. We judge them based on things that we've heard or, you know, assumptions that we made and like, or right, the Bible. Yeah. Or, or the Bible. Yeah. And, and I think that now people are becoming more open-minded. You know, and I think that also we're living in a day and time right now where, you know, depression is at its all time high and, you know, mental health is something that needs to be spoken about on every platform and every venue. You know, this is something that's going on. And to be honest, I think that people just, you know, they're so numb right now from the pain and the betrayal and the letdowns and just hard, not life, just, you know what I mean? Just life and this unexpected blows all together that it's just, I want to feel something and when you have somebody that come through and they have that level of passion and aggression and I think sometimes you know they get scared at first it's like wait a minute what is she going on about <laughs> and then but they're scared at first and then they stay and it's like wait a minute you caught my attention with this but mm -hmm. I'm gonna hang out for a few minutes so I can see what you're talking about right and before you know it they become a full-fledged supporter and they just like on board and we just keep rocking. Oh man, that is fascinating stuff. What what's the number one um, obstacle for people in relationships uh, to either have it end or succeed, like intimate relationships? I think the the biggest thing right now is the effective communication. I think a lot of times when you're in a relationship, a lot of times everybody, I think it needs to be understood that you're not going to always see things my way and I'm not going to always see things your way you know but if we learn how to communicate then I can you know I can understand where you're coming from you can understand where I'm coming from and then together we can make a healthy compromise on how we can make this thing work for the both of us but a lot of times right now we have people that have developed this mentality that is going to be my way or no way yeah and, and I think that that's what causes a lot of, um, a lot of the drama, or a lot of the chaos, because, you know, in the relationship, you got to be willing to bend a little bit. Oh man, that is fascinating stuff. All right. We'll, we'll talk about a few things in the rapid fire too. Is that cool? And then I'll leave okay. the stage for you to tell about any of your events. Uh, I mean, I could go on forever because, um, the scenarios, the, you know, the, the, the approach that you have is it's mm -hmm. empowering and that's really what you want to do, right? The tools in the toolbox, you want to empower oh, yeah. people. That's all it's about. Exactly. Yeah. You're just giving back. You're a life coach. You know, you're an author, you know, you're mm -hmm. serving God. You're doing everything basically to serve. It's about servitude and love and connectedness. Mm -hmm. And that's what Dr. Kennedy, and I didn't mention in his book name, it's anxiety RX. You talked about anxiety. That's exactly what the name is. Anxiety RX. Oh, okay. And so if you guys are interested in that, you can go, I don't get anything from mentioning anybody. I don't make anything here. I don't make anything on TikTok. I don't make, maybe down the road I will, but I do it for the same reasons you have talked about, which is mm -hmm. to serve and serve right. and continue to serve. And whatever happens out of that, then we'll see what happens down the road. But um, yeah, you can check him out. The Anxiety MD is his moniker, just like yours is Street Poet underscore 1125. Is that your birth date? 1125? No, um, actually, 1125 is uh, a representation. My niece uh, went missing uh, from Rock Hill, South Carolina uh, on Thanksgiving um, of 1125. Um, it was November the 25th, and um, she's still missing to this day. Oh. And um, I just... I, I just never removed it off of there. Like I, it's been there for about five years now. And I just, initially it was just street poet. And um, just because I always want to have her out there and always, you know, in, you brought it up just now. Cause I was, I was going to put that in the end, you know, yeah. always, I'm um, always, you know, mentioning her name. Her name is Aaliyah, 
Aaliyah Bell. Um, she went missing from Rock Hill, South Carolina. And um, my family, we've we've done everything that we could possibly do to try to figure out what was going on and, and all of that. So anybody out there that may have known anything or whatnot, you know what I mean? Please feel free to contact us or to contact the uh, Rock Hill Police Department. Um, again, her name is Aaliyah, Aaliyah Sade Bell. Um, and she went missing on Thanksgiving 11, 25 and 2014. Oh my goodness. I'm so sorry for the family. I can't. Thank you. I just can't. Oh, love or connectedness. We just talked about that. So you got to choose one love or connectedness is rapid fires. This or that segment of the podcast. So, uh, love and self-love or God love self-love. Wow. Didn't expect that lit or dope lit. <laughs> oh shit Whitney or Beyonce Whitney man yeah she was she was lit <laughs> Whitney, Whitney is one of a kind you but she is one of one Beyonce is an excellent performer but Whitney yeah. is one of one she was Instagram TikTok or Facebook the Facebook gets on my last nerve first TikTok and okay Instagram. oh there you go yeah okay I was about yeah. to say breakfast yeah. lunch or dinner oh Ooh, I am a breakfast person, honey. Give me some some waffles, some chicken and waffles. I'm there, okay. Wait, waffle Waffle House? Ooh, I love Waffle House. The chicken Mexi milk, of course, of course. Oh, that is fascinating stuff, man. Well, the other two choices were going to be pancakes or French toast, but you already went with waffles. So shit, that's yeah. a, that's that's a wrap on that. Yeah, that's uh, it. That's a wrap. Favorite beverage. Oh, my favorite beverage is definitely sweet tea. Sweet Ooh. tea. Wait, from All where? of my up north people that keep booking me, can y'all please have me some <laughs> sweet tea when I get there? When I come, got when you. I gotta fly out there, I'm stuck with water and juice the whole time. Oh, they have no. no sweet tea. <laughs> I got you. You come out to San Diego. Believe yeah, that. Yeah, we see. That's all I ask. Sweet tea. Give me some sweet tea. I got you. Favorite TV show of all time? Favorite TV. Oh, The Notebook. That's a movie. Yeah, that was a movie. TV show, I am going oh. to say Family Matters. Wow. Urkel. Yes. <laughs> I used that to like a, this show. Yeah, no, it was a great show. Uh, <laughs> what's your love language? Oh, physical touch. Wow. That's yeah. very interesting. Was it always physical touch, even despite all the trauma? Yes, wow. that's what made it. I think that's what made it... Um, so strong because wow. I didn't I didn't have that as a child I, it, it wasn't that type of environment so as an adult and um learning what what real love and um uh, what a real affection is I love it like I, I love wow. to I, I love to give it and I love to receive it like yeah I love touch well, how are your niece and your son now oh man my my son is 24 man you look 30 no I am 44 God, man, yes. that's amazing. Thank you. So my son is 24. He's in Charlotte, North Carolina, and he's studying to be a chef. Hey. He's going to make me some chicken and waffles. <laughs> <laughs> that is phenomenal. Oh, man. And your niece, she's all right? Your, oh, your sister's one, daughter? Oh, no, she's still missing. That's the one that was missing, the one that you took care of? Yes. Oh, she's still missing. My God. Yeah, no. So it's like a a, a daily thing, even with oh. me, because of course, you know, in your mind, you're thinking I should have just kept her with me. And oh. you can't think that way because I'm so it's, it was nothing oh. that I could have done or anybody else could have really done that would have changed that changed oh. that outcome. So I thought it was a different niece. I apologize. Oh, my God. Oh, no, no, no. You're fine. Uh, would you rather snuggle with a penguin or a giraffe? <laughs> oh my god giraffe giraffes are my favorite lion animal don't you know i get up and i would go to the zoo i'm probably about 10 minutes away from the zoo so i'll get up and i'll go to the zoo at 11 a.m just to feed the giraffes and read man that is i is love it does it cost extra to feed the giraffes no you just have to buy the food that you're giving them oh, it's like wow. two or three dollars yeah the riverbank wow. zoo wow man i did not know that oh, I gotta, yeah. man i gotta how far are you from columbia I'm in Columbia. Oh, damn. My uh, yep. college roommate, who's a uh, VP at a university in, in New York, used mm -hmm. to be one of my co-hosts. He's got a place in Columbia. 
Really? Yeah. We about, to, we about to go get some sweet tea if I come down to Columbia. Man, listen, we're going to get some sweet tea. We're going to go waffles. out. All of that. Exchange some good energy. Oh, we'll, we'll shoot some good footage. All of that stuff. For real. Chocolate chip cookies or chocolate chip muffin? Chocolate chip cookies for sure. Yeah. I saw you doing a little cooking there for a minute. Okay. Hello, hello, somebody, or I'm going to rejoice today. Hello, somebody. Right, of course. We'll, we'll, I'm going to ask you about that in a second. Mercedes or Land Rover? Ooh, Mercedes. Oh, wow. Orange or red Nikes? <sighs> <laughs> now, you know I love sneakers, so this is an unfair question. Um, I'm going to go with red. I'm going to go Ooh. with red. Wow, I thought you were going to say orange. Interesting. Almost. Uh, almost, yeah. Boo or bay? Bay. <laughs> Definitely bay. Wait, do you have a favorite sport? I do not. Oh, wow. You don't care about sports? Don't, not at all. Yeah. Uh, Chadwick Bozeman is from South Carolina. Mm -hmm. did, did his death impact you at all? I'm going to say this. It didn't impact me to the point where it was like, oh, my gosh, you know, this happened, you know, because right. death is something that um, coming from my upbringing that I kind of got used to, right. you know, so it wasn't a, a big shock. And um, but it, I mean, it was a shock that he died. But um, the res I started to respect him afterwards, if that makes sense, um, right. just to see him and understand that he had this all on his plate and was going through what he was going through, but still right. was showing up for himself and the people that he loved and, you know, still working and doing stuff like that. I admired that. And, you know, what I mean, I'm planning to go see the Black Panther and I am planning to have on my all white because, yes, I'm down for it. You have a favorite tattoo that you uh, of yours? Yes, my rose is around my neck. Ooh, and what, is, what does that signify? It's just because, uh, just concrete rose, basically. Mm. It's, for me, it's just that, you know, roses still have thorns. You still have some, mm. some rough edges, some rough parts about you, but it's also some beautiful, some soft, some, you know, things to you as well. So it's just that type of representation for Man, me. That's amazing. Uh, Chris Rock's also from South Carolina. You ever met Chris oh, Rock? Is he? Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah. Did you, so did you, you saw the incident with him and Will Smith, right? Yes. The, the slap. Right. So, so what were your thoughts about that, man? You talk about trauma. Wow. Yeah. I think that, um, I think that it, the one, the slap, the slap should have never happened. That's one. But I also think that the jokes shouldn't have happened either. I think that, you know, right. uh, Chris has a, a habit. Uh, they had this relationship <laughs> where they were bickering back and forth way before that incident yes, actually happened. And I think that at one point or another, we should all, you know, utilize boundaries, you know, yeah. and no man, period, regardless of the color of their skin, no man is going to sit by and allow you to insult their wife or just, right. you know, crack jokes or humiliate their wife especially when y'all already had past tension with y'all. So um, I hate that it happened the way that it happened. And I really, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that they can get past it. Yeah. Gratitude or intentional? Oh, both of them. <laughs> that one's a tie. Yeah, both of them. Yoga or meditation? Meditation. Hmm. I've been meditating since I was nine. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's helped me a lot. It, it does. It definitely puts you in a, a clear mindset and it allows you to be able to think clearly about the things that you're going to do when you when you master the art of meditating. I mm -hmm. think that it puts you in that space where you are able to really strategically plan out your life, you know, totally. what you want to do and how you want to do it. So I'm, I'm big on meditation. Did you ever have the talk when you were a kid with some family member about what happens if you get pulled over as a kid? No, no. Did you ever get pulled over because they were racially profiling you? Uh, no, I, I you know what? It's not, it's never about, I, you know what? I'm probably the only person that's on social media that have the platform that I have that I'm rarely in any, anything racial. First off, I get pulled, pulled over and it's not because of my race. I get pulled over because of my freaking car. I'm 44 and I want to live life like a fast car. I want to be, my car look like somebody that it belongs to somebody that's 21. Okay, so I got the wait, what, what on is it? there. I got wait, the what is tent it? on there. What kind of car? Wait, what was it? <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's a charger. It's a <laughs> I love it. Man, listen. it's loud. It's it's fast. Yeah. Yes. I love Tenant it. Tenant windows and the tent is like not even that. It's not even legal tent. 
it's so dark in there. You can't even. <laughs> it's fifty yeah. percent. <laughs> yeah, I'm over there, and I'm telling you, whenever they bother me, it's always about the tent. But right. on my way coming back from Dallas, Texas, I was just in Dallas, Texas last week, and oh um, we were coming back. We flew out of Georgia, so we had to drive back. Um, I got pulled over. They they come out and um, he checks the tent, but of course my energy is always. It's always immaculate. I love people. Yeah. I don't care about all of that. He comes to the car. Uh, it's this white guy. He's a white officer. And he's just <laughs> like, um, he's like talking to me. And I said, I had my hands up. I was waiting on him to get up there. I knew my tent was dark. So I didn't want to startle him as he was coming either. Right. And um, he asked me for my ID. I said, okay, well, I just didn't want to go to dig and, you know, while you were coming up, is it okay for me to get it? And he was like, yeah, you know, go ahead, grab your wallet, you know? So I grabbed the wallet. I give him the ID and he comes back and he says, I follow you on social media. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a wrap. But you know what was crazy? Man. Looking, looking at him, you would have never thought that he followed me. You would have never thought that this guy was on social media and he was following me. He had about and admitted seven it posts. and admitted yeah. it. Yes. He had about seven posts, right? That he had made on his whole page. He was following about a hundred people. And I was one of the hundreds. He pulls out his phone and he shows me in his story. And he's <laughs> like, I love you. And, you know, and I, you know, I got a warning, but at the same time, it was, uh, oh, yeah, shit. that right there. Showed also, you. Mm. Yeah. It, well, that plus the Dean of the school that I went to when I got my GED, mm. she was white as well. So a lot of the, a lot of the good people that have done from those situations, it actually shows that, you know, you can't judge a book by its cover. You know, you're going to always, you're going to have some good people, some bad people, and it doesn't matter. Oh man. Just to be around that energy all the time, your own energy, even on mm -hmm. the bad days and just know that people that you're engaging with are going to uplift you and that there's reciprocity there. Man, it must be an amazing feeling just to know every single day. And it's not about the pressure like an athlete would have if they got to hit a game winning shot. Like there's no mm -hmm. pressure to know that, right, that you're coming on that. Oh, you got to be the best version of yourself today. Like you just got to be yourself. And because you know that at this point, maybe not in the beginning that. It oh, am I wrong? Wait, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not, like, it's pressure. <laughs> For real? Yeah. I, just, I just feel I like just, if you're you, you, you've been this way your whole life, it's not like an act. And then, yeah, you know, you're a different exactly, person. It's just but, so natural. Right. But sometimes, you know, um, sometimes, like I said, you know, you have life and it's right. unexpected things that come up in your life. Right. And when you are in the position that I'm in, there's no days off. There's no, oh, yeah, well, I'm not going to show up. You know, yeah. there's times when I have to get up and I have to actually do a motivational speech and my whole world is falling apart you know, or my heart is broken or I'm experiencing um, some hardship or, you know, in my own life, but I still show up. And a lot of times what I noticed that happens with me recently is that, you know, when I'm going through these things and I show up, I think that I'm helping them, but I'm actually helping myself more. So I'm going to give you a couple more real quick. Uh, okay. So I'm going to give you three topics. Okay. And then you have to do your little freestyle one or two minute motivational speech on that topic. Uh, as if you were just coming on and randomly, you know, someone asks you a question, then you speak on it for 20 minutes, but we'll just do a quick one. Okay. So either, either childhood trauma, death of a loved one or fear of aging childhood trauma. Okay. So you're going to, you're going to speak on that any way you want for a minute or two or whatever. I'd like give people an example of how you would just come on your live or they can go to your podcast and listen to the live on the podcast on Spotify. Or, or Apple or any, any of the others. And, uh, you know, how, how you go about starting it and then helping people to bring it home. Okay. Um, basically, how I always start is, you know, I'm always like, good morning. But um, when talking about childhood trauma, the first thing I always tell people is to grab your pen and your pad, get your red ink pen, get your notepad, because it's about to go down right and so when I say that I'm saying that to say that no matter whatever the situation is that you're in no matter whatever um 
type of family that you're coming from. You have to understand that everybody have a story. Everybody have something that they're healing from in their life. Everybody have, you know, uh, something that has happened to them that is actually unfortunate. And, uh, you know, and that's part of life. You have to understand that life is unfair. Life will definitely leave you with some bumps and some bruises. It will leave you with some knots upside your head. But what you have to do is you have to accept your reality. These things happen. Did you, you know, it wasn't something that you should have had to go through, but you did. The lesson from that is to say that I'm still here. And the fact that you're still here, you know, it lets you also know that you still have some purpose. So with that being said, you have to wake up and you have to be driven and understand that, you know, as long as I'm alive, long as I got air in my body, long as I have the activities of my limbs and I'm clothed with my right mind, this is a brand new day for me to do something different. I can do it all the way over. You don't have to stay in those same exact situations. You don't have to accept the bare minimum. And just because that's what your grandparents' parents done, and that was their way of thinking and their way of living, doesn't mean that that has to be for you and your family as well. The storms that wet you up as a child, don't allow that to wet you up as an adult as well. Mm, powerful. How, how do you help people see the pain in a way that can now help them instead of always triggering them and making them feel like they can't go on. The, one, of the, one of the things that I teach about all the time is letting go of the victimized mentality. That's number one. I don't even, um, I teach people that, you know, a victimized mentality does nothing but keep you in a stuck, stagnant state. You can't grow if you're constantly focusing on uh, your pity party you know, or trying to find other people that want to join in and participate in that pity party. First thing that I'll tell you is that you have to let go of that mindset. The second thing I'll say is if you want some people around you, get around some people that's going to motivate you, that's going to inspire you, that's going to hold you accountable. Get around some folks that's not going to be yes men or yes women, and that's just going to stroke your ego and tell you, oh, you have the reason to feel like how you feel. And if I went through that girl, I still be down too. No, get you somebody in your life to let you know that it's time to get up get you some act I call them active friends those friends that you you call them when you're ready to get active when you're ready to pack up that old stuff and you're ready to make room for your new blessing and it's hard to let go though you know like I said we don't want to make it oh, yeah. sound so simple you know you've been with someone for mm -hmm. a long time or your family members or you know it's, right. it, it's hard to, it's hard to let people go and 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 shift paradigms it's, oh yeah it's it's, it's I think the the thing about it is is that um I'm not going to say that it's hard to do. I'm going to say that it requires work, dedication, and consistency. Every day. If you tell yourself that it's going to be hard, then it's going to be hard. If you say that it's going to be not doable, then you're not going to be able to do it. But it all, you know, it's, it's about how you think about your life and how you speak over your life, you know? And, and, right. and I'm, a, I'm, I'm very, like... Yeah, I watch what I say about my life, you know, yeah. and even though I know some things are going to be a little more difficult than others, I always put it out there. But it, I can do it, though. It's going to take some work, but I can do it, though. And it is hard walking away from people that you love. It's, it's very hard walking away from them. And it, it, but at the end of the day, you got a decision that you're going to make. Are you going to live your life for them or are you going to live your life for you? Because if loving you means that I got to damage me, then that's not a healthy connection. And to be honest, that's costing me too much. But sometimes you get sucked in like you did. Oh, yeah. Sometimes sometimes we are. Sometimes we do get pulled in. And I think that that's the reason why it's always important for you to do a self-evaluation. I actually do a self-evaluation every seven to 14 days. Evaluate oh. yourself. Evaluate yourself. Look at your own self. See what it is. What am I doing that's breaking my own heart? How am I contributing to my own suffering? What is it that I'm allowing in my life that's making me feel this way? Hold yourself accountable for making sure that you're forever growing, you know? And I think that doing that evaluation on yourself and after you evaluate yourself, you evaluate your priorities, right? Mm -hmm. You evaluate your priorities because you want to know what am I filled by, right? You know, what, is it by love? Is it by peace? Is it by positivity? You know what I'm saying? That And those things are important. And once you identify what is a priority in your life, what you actually need in order to bring you that joy, that peace, that satisfaction that you're looking for, anything after that is trash. So the third thing is to take out the trash. Self-evaluation, 
evaluate your priorities, then take out the trash. Phenomenal. And then you start to see the dots connect and you didn't even realize they're starting to connect. And now your vibration changes, which is what we talked about in the beginning. You're like, man, I feel like a different person. Right. And you're like energetically, not like literal energy, but like vibrational energy, like over time, right? It's not like a week yeah. thing, right? Over a year or two or three or whatever. Oh, six yeah. months. Sometimes like, you know what? I feel sometimes. like I'm well, and then well, real quick, and then and then you start attracting yourself to different people. Right. Right. And then you're like, man, this is weird, but man, now I'm around people that are like loving and nurturing and empathetic and tolerant mm-hmm. and giving and and so you, you notice those changes if you're doing the work that you, like, right. that you talked about. Yep. Your whole environment has started to change around you automatically. Right. And sometimes it doesn't even take, you know, months on months. If after you have done it seven days and you're being conscious, um, conscious about it and you're doing it on purpose, it's right. like now your focus is on becoming a better person. So no matter you're now your your eyes are open and you're focusing on all the things that you used to pass over that you right. thought was nothing. Now you're paying attention to those things that you considered nothing. And every time you cross right. one of those things, guess what? You're building up more confidence. You're building up more right. self-esteem. And before you know it, here you are, you're this person and you upbeat and you're vibrant and you're glowing all over the place, but it starts with you evaluating self. Yep. And then you see the conversion of the trauma into mm-hmm. now you paying it forward and helping yourself, like you said, on a right. daily basis and helping others simultaneously. And helping others. Exactly. That's amazing. So when you hit 50 in six years, is this what you still want to be doing? Yes. And then if you could have any five people at your dinner table, past or present, dead or alive, but you've never met them, what five people? I've never would be met them. You? Never met them. Who would be at your dinner table? Whitney Houston. <laughs> I love it. It's my, my, fa- my favorite um, singer. So mm. it, um, Whitney Houston, Mahalia Jackson. I don't know who that is. Uh, she's an old singer. Uh, oh, wow. And Silver Rice Leader. Um, um, I'm going to go with Rosa Parks. I wouldn't mind also having uh, Maya Angelou at my table. Oh, man. Uh, that's going to be some really talk good about her, Talk about her strength. Yeah. And, oh. um, Any guys or no guys? I'm tra- I, hmm. That I've never met. It doesn't you have to be. Dead, I was just, you said dead or alive, right? Dead or alive, yep. Uh, Zig Ziglar. Wow. On that note... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. Well, yeah, man, this I, is this. this I love listening this, to him. Yeah, he he was great. Um, man, fascinating. Uh, like I said in the beginning, I'm truly humbled and honored that that you chose to share space with me today. Um, Thank you for having me. Yeah, and so um, anything that you want to share with people in terms of events coming up? Like I said in the beginning, you got some September. T- you got stuff going all the way to December. I I heard you. Yes. This morning, you got stuff constantly, but you guys go to her link tree and click anything that you want from her. There, there are a plethora, endless uh, videos, audio, yes. uh, t-shirts. Man, you oh, name it. Uh, it. It's it's been unbelievable to share time with you and share space with you. And and think about going to Dr. Kennedy's uh, the Anxiety MD page and you know looking at looking at some of the things and see because it may it may add to what you know may resonate with people um because i like to point people in different directions because right. you never know and what's going to help that. them I, I like yeah i like different um information as well so i can i i'm definitely on it um yeah guys real quick you know you guys can follow me uh once you click that link that's in my bio you guys can follow me on all platforms that's uh facebook that's uh twitter that's instagram tiktok um all the above i also have a patreon um and yeah. i love to push my patreon because um a lot of people right now i understand that you know everything the inflation and a lot of people cannot afford life coaching um right Right. now inside my patreon which is is only ten dollars a month you guys can sign up and i do a open floor support group every Mm. thursday that means bring your questions bring your comments bring your testimonies anything that you're dealing with in life and you want to get a different perspective you want to get some positive feedback some constructive criticism or whatnot all you got to do is sign up for the patreon every Mm. thursday at 7 p.m eastern standard time we're live it's about 600 people in there um all you have to do is mute your mic when you're not speaking 
And when you do have something to say, then you could take it off mute. And we all, man, we all lean on each other. We all wow. support each other. We all pour into each other. So my Patreon, it is a Patreon, but it's more like a motivational community right. that I created for my people that, you know, sometimes you want to get away from the regular social media stuff, the dance trends right. and subliminal posts or the fights and stuff that go on on some of these apps. If you just want something with some substance, you just want that motivation and you're just mm. now starting out on your self-love journey and you just want to have something that you can work out with or wake up to in the morning, sign up for the Patreon. I have plenty of videos inside of there. Man, that is amazing stuff. Oh man, we could talk a lot. Just, I need more people in my life like you. It's just amazing, <laughs> the energy. You. Yeah, so much love. And uh, what do you got on you tap for the it. rest of the day? Anything fun for the rest of the day today? Whew, I'm about to get some rest and then I'm going to be live inside the Patreon at seven. I love it. Tell, yeah, it's Thursday. Yep, it's Thursday. They they gonna be waiting on me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Queen. Much love to you, and and we'll I'll I'll definitely stay in touch. And anything I can do, and if you're in San Diego, man, let's get that sweet tea going, and uh, you know, do some things around San Diego. I'd love to to be a host to you and 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 your people. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate um all the love and the support, and you guys enjoy the rest of your day. All right, much love. All right, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, everyone, here is today's outtakes with the incredible street poet, Leroy Hall. I'm trying to see why my picture didn't pop up, though. You, you got to hit the uh, start video in the lower left corner. Start video. It should be uh, next to the, should be next to the, Hey, yeah. that's what's up. What's going on? Man, what an honor. Oh, no problem at all, man. No problem at all. You were going off this morning. That was That was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So that was a good one. I tell yep. you what, sometimes I get on there and I just, you know, I, I'll read all the inboxes and then after a while, it's like, you know what? I can't reply back to y'all all individually. Let me just do a live video that'll cover everything that everybody's talking about and we can all move forward from there, yeah. you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's a little bit easier for me. How you doing today, though? I'm straight, uh, you know, just trying to uh, keep the conversation going. A lot of interesting things happening lately. I'm always posting myself and, uh, you know, as a life coach, I, you know, I approach things in a way that's similar to you, but, you know, obviously you have that freestyle ability, you know, that uh, resonates with people. It's, it's like, man, it's amazing, but I have, I have a like formal intro and then, then we'll chop it up if that's cool. Okay. Thanks for joining us today for this amazing podcast truly hope that you felt inspired, motivated, and that we added value to your life so that you can be the best version of yourself. Remember, you can always send us an email to healthylivingwithhoot at gmail.com. And you can always check me out on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Mike Hootner. And take care of yourselves, everyone. Literally. You can always call the Suicide Lifeline in English at 800-273-8255. In Spanish at 888-628-9454. And for anyone who may be deaf or hard of hearing, you can call 800-799-4889. You can also call 988 on any phone. And they are available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, and 365 days of the year. Thanks for joining us again right here in the Healthy Living with Hoot podcast. Much love, everybody. Peace.